welcome to the Awakening Journey podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. The Awakening Journey isn't the easiest path of growth to choose, but it can be an exciting one. This is the podcast where I share my insights, all my channelings, my downloads of inspiration that I get from time to time. I also bring on special guests to give a different perspective on things. I don't know exactly where this path is taking me, but that's the fun part. I'm excited to see where this goes. Let's find out together. You're listening to the Awakening Journey podcast, and this is episode 11, Fall in Love with Your Money with guest Nicole Stark Headstead. The biggest cause of stress in our lives is always money and our relationships with money. Now, I had to look this up, but according to the American Psychological Association, money is the top cause of stress in the United States. Now, in a survey in 2015, the APA reported that 72% of Americans were stressed out about money at least one time during the last previous month. Now, I'm sure this this percentage is much higher now that we've been through this pandemic and everything that we've been going through in this past year. So I really had to address this with my show and with you listeners, because I know that money is always such a hot topic and everyone's so afraid to face it. So I wanted to hit it head on. And this interview today is doing just that. So today I have a very special guest on to talk about her love of money and how the love of money is the one thing that actually changed her entire life and in turn changed mine. And you're going to find out how. So let's get to that episode. If you get any value from today's episode and you want to show your support, donations of any amount are welcome. Just click on the donations PayPal link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your love and support. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. I'm so grateful to have you guys here today. So today I have a little bit of a special treat for you. We're going to be talking about a very taboo kind of topic, and I have invited one of my coaches to come in and uh, talk to us a little bit more about that because she honestly is one of my secret weapons of overcoming my money blocks that I've had in my life. She is my own personal coach. Her name is Nicole Stark. He said, welcome, Nicole. Hi, I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to have you here with me. This is such a crazy turnaround of events. I'm always used to being in your space. So now you're in my space. This is pretty cool. (laughs) I'm so excited to be invited in here. So excited. I'm so happy to have you here. Because you've always kind of had this idea of money as being in love with it. And to be honest, I've always admired that about you. And that's why that's why I really wanted to bring you onto the show because that's a hot topic, right? So yeah. yeah. And I just want to know, like, how did you fall in love with money? Uh well, that is a brilliant question. So how did I fall in love with money? I think. The easiest way to explain that is, do you know, like, um, I don't do this often, but when I do, you know, you're cooking on the stove. I know you love to cook. Mm -hmm. You're cooking on the stove and you like have a favorite burner. You're like, this burner works better than the other three burners. This is my favorite one. So like for me, it's always the front right burner is my favorite kitchen stove burner. And you're like, why do I even have a favorite one of those? Like, what is it? What is it about this like really weird thing that makes me just want to use it all the time? And honestly, it's because we something successful happened there. We had something go right in that space. And so that burner just became the one that we use and we know and we know the temperature setting on it. We know when to turn and when we need to move things around. And, and if you take that and you transfer it to my love of money, it's because I started using it in a very intentional and powerful way. I started educating myself on it. I took away its mystery and its um, tabooness. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't available for that kind of 
Um, we don't talk about it. Hush, hush, secret, shame, guilt right. thing that always surrounds mm-hmm. money. And I just started using it to build my life, build my business, fund who I wanted to be, fund the things that I love to do, fund the things that my family wanted to do. And it's amazing. It was kind of like that burner. Like now it's one of my favorite tools (laughs) and I just love to pull it out and use it all the time to, you know, solve problems, have fun, create relationships. It's just has become something that I love because I use it. Does that make sense? Yeah, actually, that's a really a different analogy, but I totally get it because you're right. I love cooking and I, I do have that one burner. You're right. <laughs> I can think of it right now. And right? Uh, that's interesting that you relate that to money because it, it does. It creates the way that we can do all of these things that we want and, you know, create that um, energy to bring more of it to us, which is such a yes. big deal, right? Yeah. So what has changed for you since you decided to fall in love with money? Oh gosh, everything. (laughs) Um, When you're not afraid of something and you're not avoiding something or you think you're not good at something, right? And you face it head on and you say, I can learn to use this. I can learn this mastery. I can master this thing. Mm-hmm. the power inside of you changes, right? So my self-doubt, um, the way that money used to make me feel kind of stupid, like I didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. or it would call into question, like when I would use money before I was educated on it, before I demystified it, before I released shame and guilt around it, I it would call into question who I was, my validity, my worth as a person, right? And was I worth, so for example, if I was going to invest in myself in any way, shape or form, like I would have to justify that, that use of my money. I would have to really figure out if I was worth that amount of money, whether it was everything from like new underwear to investing in my own coaching or building my own business I had to justify, you know, like well, not building my own business because I had gotten rid of my money stuff by then, but investing in myself, definitely, right? right? Like even all the way to my education. So underwear to education, like I had to figure out my worth in order to justify an amount of money. But when I stopped believing money was a God of some kind and I started using it as a tool, as a right. fuel, right? Everything changed and I was able to love it in that space, right? I was able to love it for what it was and what it is, is a tool that allows me to love on me, that allows me to be the best me, that allows me to thrive in this life. And when I am thriving, the people most directly connected to me are thriving. My clients thrive, my children thrive, my husband thrives, my every, everything starts to thrive just because I am using something powerful to build me. And right. so the biggest change was just realizing that I was flat out just worthy, no dollar signs attached because dollars are just tools. And right. I don't feel that way about any other tool. Like I'm not like, how many hammers am I worth? Right. You know, like how many, (laughs) how many hammers am I like, oh gosh, I don't have enough hammers in my garage to really justify hanging up this picture. Right. Like I don't, nobody does. Like it sounds insane when I put it that way, but we we use money that way all the time. And, and it's this love of a place of use. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of us resent money. We feel scarce about money. We have drama and trauma that goes unaddressed about money. And it's because we don't treat it in the place that it needs to be. And we elevate it above even our own worth. We elevate money above ourselves. Yeah. And when you, anytime you put an inanimate object above your own worth, like it's, it's going to go wrong. Like, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Like you didn't always start off loving money right like what's the nitty-gritty story let's share it here where did you okay so 
the basis of this, the first time I realized I could love money was during my first negotiation. Um, I was, I think, eight or nine years old, and I asked my father for allowance <laughs> um, okay. because I wanted to buy something, and I don't even remember what I wanted to buy, but I remember I was like, I think we need an allowance, and he was like, okay, what will you do, right? So I had to outline the value I would provide in order to get this exchange of value in dollar form that I could use everywhere mm -hmm. else, right? like in the store to buy the thing that I wanted. And so I outlined, I think it was like, do the dishes and clean the bathroom, you know, like my brothers and I shared a bathroom, clean my bathroom and then clean my parents' bathroom, right? And he was like, okay, and how much do you want? Like, what's your value? Mm -hmm. And in my brain, I was like $2 a week because I was eight or nine, right? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, that was like, yeah. I'm worth. Well, when you're eight, $2. $2 is a lot of money. $2 goes a lot of way. Okay. Like I could get a lot of gum for that. And so yeah. <laughs> he, he agreed <laughs> really quickly. And that was like my first was lesson. Like, also yes, that, $2. I can do that. Right. Like if somebody agrees too quickly, you could have asked for more. So that's yeah. side lesson for every, all the listeners. Like if somebody agrees to your price way too quickly, you probably could have asked for more. So, but that's when I was like, I could love this, right? And then it faded because I'm a woman and we get a lot of messages about money and our martyrdom. I like to call money martyrdom where we're supposed to be doing good work and helping people for basically nothing or sometimes actually nothing. Self-sacrifice, yeah. And this, yes, this is martyr. Well, I, it's this really interesting thing because like it really is just like a unnecessary martyrdom around money where we're like, Okay, so in order to do good work, it's like a Mother Teresa complex. In order to do good work, I can't accept money because that's like not compatible somehow. Like a, somehow yeah. by getting paid, you're violating a morality clause that you got put into. Like you didn't necessarily agree, but somewhere along the way, we learned this messaging that if I charge for my good work, then it's selfish. Right. right? Like, like there's this weird. I, uh, I almost want to say, I'm going to say it. A man made that rule. I am not going to disagree with you. Right. I, I mean, I can't say for sure and definitive, was, but I'm could've. thinking it probably was. <laughs> and if I had yeah. to guess some more, he was probably older and also white, but <laughs> we won't go. if I had to guess, but that's just, and it could not have just been one. It could have been just this them. messaging that's right. been passed down is that for whatever reason, our place isn't earning money, right? This message that right. women earning money and you're in the home. And when you're in the home, you're not earning money. And so we just get this mixed message that anything we do outside of our children should also be a thankless and penniless job, right? right. Like, which is the weird so thing wrong. is, it's so wrong. It's so wrong because I, I agreed to the relationship with my children just by having them, right? Like I agreed to have that relationship where I loved them fully and I expect nothing, well, almost expect nothing in return, <laughs> right? Just a little hug and kiss, yeah. I'm gonna put some, I mean like, I am secretly betting on which one is gonna take care of me in my old age, but, <laughs> right? Like, but that's a relationship that. that I entered into, but for whatever reason, we got this message that that's the only way our relationships can exist, especially as females, especially setting our price for our labor that happens outside mm -hmm. of our homes. We got this message that it should be hard and thankless and that the relationship should be very one-sided where I give, 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 and I get a hug and a kiss in return, right? Like, Praise. Does that even out the scales at all? I don't really know. I don't, I personally I, don't think so. Not anymore. That's so. the thing. We were so submissive so. to that and we would just follow blindly and we would never question it. Women would yep. not. And now we're in this time where the feminine energy is rising and yes. we are now taking back our rightful place on top. And we are, I mean, we're just not accepting that relationships are 
we're just not accepting that there's only one kind of relationship that we can have. We can have professional Mm -hmm. relationships in which we both do great work and help people get amazing results. And also there's an exchange there in that value of, I'm going to give you my highest knowledge and you are going to pay me. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's beautiful. It's symbiotic. It's a, it's a different kind of way to go. And I think when I really started falling in love with money to like circle it back around was when I started challenging the relationship of money or my, my exchange in relationships, like my, all my relationships, my working relationships, my professional relationships in particular, Mm -hmm. and started asking myself, wait a minute, if I am valuable, why isn't that being represented appropriately? Why isn't my exchange rate higher? Like if I'm providing all this value and I'm doing all this good work and I'm changing things for, at the time I was in academia and I was doing uh, side hustle coaching, money coaching on the side, um, life strategy coaching on the side. And like my exchange rate was really, really low, but I was like working my butt off. So giving all this value and people were telling me like everybody in like administration, students, clients, they were like, oh my gosh, you're helping me so much. And they were getting so much value, but I wasn't. And that created a lot of resentment, a lot of scarcity, a lot of burnout, a lot of um, anger, like a lot of yucky things came up. And so learning to love money was about really learning to love and advocate for my own value and to use that tool to make sure that I had an equal exchange rate with what I was giving outside of the relationships that I determined would be free like my children right. and sometimes my husband <laughs> only sometimes. Okay. Only sometimes. That's fair. That's totally but, fair. <laughs> but like, or my friendship, you know, like we get to determine that. And I think taking that control and that ownership of money also helped me to fall in love with it way, 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 way more. Yeah. No kidding. So speaking of that, what is some common money beliefs that you, you've noticed that your clients have when they start working with you? Do you want to answer the first one? Oh, we're going to be getting into that. Don't you worry, but we're (laughs) going to warm up to it. (laughs) So the number one belief, because I work with a lot of women, um, a lot of my clients are, well, actually the majority of my clients are women who are in uh, relationships with usually a man um, that have diffused ownership of their money to said man um, out of fear of being wrong in using their money. Mm. And so a lot of them come to me because they have this belief that money is hard to understand hard to earn, hard to hold on to, and hard to use in any satisfactory way. That it's just basically you live and die to get money only to watch it leave you again. And there's a lot of like, but there's no real ownership or knowledge of money. So another big belief that they have is that they're not good with it. Right. They're not, I'm not, I'm not good with money. I don't know what to do with my money. I need guidance on my Mm. money. Um, Another one is, let's see, what's another favorite one? Uh, He's, my favorite is he's better at it than I am, which statistically is just simply not true. By the way, (laughs) women, women who are listening, statistically, even without proper money knowledge, women are better at it than men. We just tell men that they're fine. Like men get the message that they have to money. And so they do, but they're probably not doing it near as well as a woman could, even if she had half the education around money. Right. Cause it goes back to That's just that mentality, right? What we accept as our messaging. And a lot of it comes from this place of like, it's a fearful place. It's a fearful place of being wrong, of mm-hmm. not getting uh, not using the money perfectly, of not um, of costing 
the money and then you're going to get punished, like you're going to get in trouble, right? Like your partner will be mad at you or there will be a fight um, and you would rather control that. Like it's better if like my partner is in control of the money and something goes wrong and I get to be in charge of that fight, right? Like right. How could you and then it's this you're happen? not wrong because it wasn't in your control. Because it wasn't you, but if we really think about it, if you were in control, you wouldn't have to, like, if we, if women would take ownership and not be so afraid of getting it wrong, lots more good things would happen, mm-hmm. not just for the woman herself, but for the family in general. Yeah. Women taking control from a protective and loving place of themselves. And then also whoever they're in charge of, like children or a husband or a partner, you know, like, or even not like a single woman, right? Just loving herself enough to take full ownership of her finances, the world changes, like nothing bad happens. It's so true. There's that thing, I've seen it around the internet lately, but there's nothing bad that happens when women not just have money, because lots of women have money and Mm -hmm. earn really, really good money, but when they intentionally tell their money what to do, nothing bad happens right? And so, well, they get what they want, right? And what's wrong with that? Nothing. It's beautiful. Like, (laughs) and it's not just getting what you want. Like it's getting not just what you want. Like the world literally gets more of what it wants. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, it becomes a better place. And it's just so when women step into that power or when they have that realization of their money, their power with money and what they can do with money, it's really beautiful to watch it just like come over someone's face, like in session, like watch Mm -hmm. it come over a client's face. Like, Oh, (laughs) I see it now. Okay. Yeah. There's like this like shadow that kind of comes up and they step into this, like, like aura of like goddessness. So like, I am a goddess. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And You've that's, always been. And that's how you made me feel. So we're going to get right to it. My biggest issue, we're going to go tell everybody, I'm going to spill some dirty secrets here, ladies and gentlemen. So my biggest issue when I came into you uh, was that money was hard. Making yeah. money was so hard for me. And I, it was this story that I built up and I was so frustrated with it. And it was just, I thought that was the problem, right? Mm -hmm. That was something that I thought that I had to work on, but you actually helped me find that there was something else behind it, that there was actually this little nasty habit I had of escaping my feelings and avoiding dealing with all the issues. And when things got uncomfortable, I would run. I would hide. And, and that, interestingly enough, we discovered went back to my childhood when things would go wrong and I would run and hide and escape from yeah. things going there. So it's interesting to see the correlation between, you know, what things are happening when you're a child and those are the habits that you pull forward into your now said moment, because it's these things that come up and we take them with us through our adulthood. And we don't even realize that we're doing it until somebody points it out and tells you, Hey, there's something else here. Right. And that right there was the biggest thing. And it's, um, you know, biggest revelation moment for me, because then I can, I still feel that escapism from time to time, but the only difference is is that I know it. I know it's there. I know it's coming up and I can catch it. And that's the thing is that a lot of people can relate to this because I know a lot of my listeners also run and hide when things get, you know, scary or hard or uncomfortable to deal with these feelings. And that's why these things keep perpetuating. And that's why these stories keep playing out and they get disguised into different problems. They disguise themselves, but it's always the same thing. It's always asking you to do the same thing. And um, just sitting with it, help me to release it little by little, bit by bit. And is it all gone? No, not completely. But I am well on my way. And yes, you are. (laughs) Yes. And I just, I need the listeners to know that, that I too have issues and I too am working on them. And that's how I can help them with their issues because I know what it's like to be there. I know what it's like to feel that feeling and be in that place. And 
when that light goes on and you have that awareness, they just tend to fade away. Like, Why don't, I mean, is it okay for me to like kind of interview you for a second about your story in relationship to working with me and the things yeah, you have? Okay. So what's your question? So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, Let's you guys, this just this is so beautiful because this is one of the most beautiful things I have gotten to witness as a mini coach, because really my work as a mini coach is not just the money. Like, in fact, you can, you can ask us, we didn't even like no spreadsheets were involved in the making of this one. money coaching, right? One. Like one. Okay. And <laughs> I don't even think I did it. Like, I think you did it. <laughs> and, and I like it, like, it's because it's so much bigger than that. And, and this is really where it starts. So you were talking about that light going on in mm -hmm. you and you knew you had to do something. So the reason why we found each other um, and it didn't like the reason why we found each other is because your light went on and you put out onto the interwebs mm -hmm. a question. Do you remember your question? Why does the story of money making hard so printed in me something to yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. And I responded mm -hmm. in true fashion that I don't remember what I said, but I said something and you said what? Or what did I say? Do you remember what I said? I don't remember what I said. You called me out right away. I can't remember exactly what it was. That but sounds it about was right. Something that you said that just put me in my place. And I'm like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I need somebody to like smack me upside the head and say, Trisha, what are you thinking? Right? <laughs> like, in the most loving way possible. It was so sweet and loving, but very forward. And you're like, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't mean to hurt. Like I have to be real with you for a minute here. This is what it yeah. is, sweetie. you know? And, but you were really, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously I loved it you. Worked. It worked because <laughs> I signed on with you, right? So. Yeah, you came. But let's talk about that too, like because I think for your for your beautiful listeners, they probably also who knows how many of them have honest to God had their light on, mm -hmm. and they know it's time to move, but they're in money paralysis because they are tying their self worth and bettering themselves to justifying the significant purchase because. Right. It is a significant purchase. And for most people, they've never invested in themselves in this way in their own healing where there's no financial return, right? Like no, well, I say no financial return. Anytime you heal yourself, you're going to see a, that show up in other areas of your life. Yeah. But theoretically, there's not a direct financial return, right? Like mm -hmm. you're not going to say, hey, work with me and you'll make 10K months, right? Like that's not what happens. So they're going to be making this financial investment that is for most of them, probably the majority of them going to be the first significant investment in themselves, maybe ever. Yeah. In just their own healing with no financial return. It's not the same as like going to university because then you're like, well, I'm going to get a job. Like you see that tie. Mm -hmm. This one, you have to, you have to weigh the balance of, I am going to heal and this is what it is I'm willing this is what it's worth yeah. to spend on that, right? Yeah. It, I'm willing to use my money in this way and it's significant. And if you're used to like weighing out how much you're worth in dollars, it's a really big leap to go through. So I just, if you don't mind, since it is, it is your, it is your space. And I think your listeners need to know that like, you have done this work like and yes. it was painful oh and it God. was like there was a lot there and there was a lot to deal with and sit with and but the first time we had a conversation and you said I want to work with you mm -hmm. and I which I was not expecting because I just showed up for a conversation that I thought we were going to have and we talked about it and you said yes and then the next day you texted me what did you text me do you remember? Oh, I think it was something like, would you be willing to um, wait till the end of the month so that I could get the funds together or something? And yep. then you're like, well, are you willing to, or something about your, getting your insecurities in the way or like, yeah. yeah, you just combated it right away. And I was like, oh, you're good. I was like, damn it. I need to work <laughs> with her girl, you know? <laughs> but the work was essentially you had the same, you had the same 
paralysis go off in your brain. Yeah. Oh my God. I was now granted, the work you were coming to me for was money coaching, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a very specific kind of healing, but you, your brain did what it always does, which was, I have to get out of this commitment. Yeah. Because I wanted it so badly yet. I was mm-hmm. like, nope, leapfrogging back. Nope. We're going to, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is what and happens. This is what happens. This is what happened. It's a norm. First of all, I think the biggest part is like, here's this amazing human listeners, right. That has been guiding you and you know, the incredible work she does. <laughs> and it even happens like even at this elite level of emotional mastery and can happen to you. Like those old things can call you back in an instant. And she did, she tried to leapfrog backwards mm-hmm. out of this thing that she knew was her path, was her right way to go. And she threw money up as a blocker, like an understanded blocker, right? Which I've noticed and a lot of people are like, well, I just can't afford that right now. Yeah. And I, as a money coach, always laugh because I'm like, of course you can't. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you think you're going to get past that? Right. <laughs> that's, that's why you're talking to me because you have trouble with your money. Your trouble shows up in your money. Like that's really what mm-hmm. it is. Our troubles, yeah. our issues, our traumas, our unresolved things show up in how we use our money. It's the most, it's like a neon sign to the work that needs to be done. And I did, I said something in my extremely loving, but probably very, very blunt way of like, yeah, so like, (laughs) what's your point? (laughs) Yeah, I don't, what do you mean? I don't understand. Like, why would, let's do this now. And, Mm -hmm. and so you actually did, and I could probably go back and find the conversation. I bet that would be something fascinating, but you were scared shitless Mm -hmm. to say yes. Like, And then, I mean, like actually scared, like we were voice messaging my boots. Yeah. And you, you were like shaking and crying. And also you did what? And then I said, I need to find a way this is, this has to work. This is the, this is it. I knew it. I felt it so deep inside of me that no matter what, if I didn't do this now, I would never do it. And that was the moment where I said, fuck it. I am going to make this happen no matter what. So I went and I knew I had a credit increase on my MasterCard. I was already proof for like weeks ago. I got a letter in the mail. You know, you get those letters. You're like, oh, you're pre-approved. I'm like, oh, great. Threw it away. And then I was like, you know what? I have enough to put down for the down payment for the first month right now. I'm going to do it. And then I knew that I had other money tucked away in other places that I could resource and source out. So in the end... I didn't have enough to exactly fully cover your entire fees, but I still made it happen because it all appeared. Yeah, I really did. It it all appeared? Yeah, it appeared. It appeared out of thin air. I didn't think I had it. And then as we went through our coaching and as things were um, getting surfaced and I realized that, you know what, uh, things just started flowing and yeah. I realized that I could make it happen. And I did, I did make it happen. (laughs) Like that's the thing. You just used, you just used the word appear and then I made it happen. Yeah. Which one is the truth? Um, I made it happen. Yeah. You're a magician. You made it appear. (laughs) It's amazing. And that's part of like falling in love with money. Like that's your own falling in love with money story is is that the second you decided to do what was best for you to follow the path that you knew you needed to be on to do the thing, even though you couldn't see the how Mm -hmm. you committed and you did it. And then from that place, from that energy of, of I'm doing this for me, I am getting my healing. Mm-hmm. I am going to make me into the person I'm dreaming about being through this path. This is my path. This is my next step. You from that place created the money. I did. And it was, I did. it was tucked in little pockets. It was tucked in credit increases. It was tucked in all these different avenues and you brought it together and you had the, but that was from a love of self. Yeah. It and was. from that love of self, you used your money. And so as we talk about this love of money, I really want to see it transform. And, and I'm hoping everybody stays with me that I'm, I'm being clear because I realize that uh, sometimes I think that it sounds good in my head. But, but as we talk about the love of money, I want 
everybody to see that that's just a symptom of loving you. Yeah. You love you. And Ooh, so you use yeah. your money differently yeah. because you love you, because you're investing in you, because, and you can't see my hand, like Trisha's watching me, like do my hand. <laughs> I'm so like He's animated, animated but like animated. Yeah. so animated, but I'm like moving my hands, but like you, you move from this place of it being about the money and money stopping you. Right. But it's really to not bad at all. it being about you and you are stopping you and you're not going to do that anymore. And then somehow, almost if by magic, <laughs> the money appears, but really it's not it appearing. It's you using yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You created it. You created the money and then you used it. Like think about Trisha's being honest and vulnerable with her story. Like I have a credit line increase. Oh, I've got money tucked in the savings account. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got this thing coming in from yep. you know my my previous employer, and I've got and piecing it together to get her result, to get her healing, to get her next step. And that, dear listeners, is how it's done. Yeah, that's oh, how you I do lost it. My voice for a second. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. That's how you do it. That is what's stepping into your power. That is what's stepping into your healing. That is what's stepping into your growth and taking ownership really is you decide what is best and then you create the funds to make it happen. Yeah. And it doesn't work any other way. No, In fact, it really doesn't. When people, people that have been able to like just pay like just pay me. They're not invested in the work. They're not ready it to do has, the work. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was so easy think to about pay it. You. So like, it was so it was so yeah. e like it was. They just they think I'm a magic button, mm -hmm. right? But people that they have to be resourceful. People that it costs them, even if it's their pride. Like not everything is a financial cost. Some things are an emotional cost, right? Yeah. That we have to put in, right? But the return. Mm, the dividends that are it's paid so to us worth it and so from it. the yeah. investment on ourselves are more than just monetary. They are emotional. They are physical. They are spiritual. They are a level above. And if you are listening to this and you are having that, that light goes off, like, like Trish is talking about, it's, it's going off in your head and you know, you can't tolerate your life as it is anymore. I had a client recently, we were talking and she was like, I just have to tolerate my life for five more months. Oh no. And I said, did you hear yourself? Like, <laughs> do you know what tolerating means? I looked it up. Like I Googled the definition of tolerate and it is to withstand the undesirable, the uncomfortable, for an indefinite amount of time, I'm like, you see what you're doing. Your, your life is undesirable and so you're just like you withstanding it. Right. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, like what? And I said, why are you still, why would you, why would you, if you could change it right now, wait five months. And the only reason was because she hadn't learned how to use money. I'm like, you know, that's a really dumb reason not to do anything. Like, yeah, just how start. are you going to learn if you don't? How are you going to learn if you start? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so there was this like light bulb moment. She was like, oh, this mm. is how I learn. I learn by doing the yeah. work. Yeah. You not by putting it off for five months, but by getting in there, being scared. Oh, okay. So like, sometimes. <laughs> it's so scary to come to that. To say yes to the thing yeah. that you know deep in your heart you are supposed to say yes to is so scary because what's the biggest fear? That something great will happen and um, all your dreams will come true. This is and and especially women listeners, I know that you have male listeners and we love you and we're happy that you're in yes. this space. <laughs> um, but female listeners in particular, the success and tolerance the inability to see ourselves as successful, as fully powerful and happy and taking an active role mm -hmm. in our lives is scary because we've never done it. And nobody's ever given us permission to do that. 
and but nobody ever will ever. give you permission that's the thing it's you you are the one that has to give the permission so dear listeners as you're thinking about coming to work with our beloved healer who is by the way amazing who has made me who has healed me just in her own vulnerability <laughs> in our time together right that as you are thinking about this many times like it's so beautiful like it's so some it's so guys i highly recommend 10 out of 10 would recommend going through this experience as you are sitting there and you've got your green light and you say well we can't afford it or you say well i have to ask somebody else's permission to do the work of my own healing know that's you trying to escape yeah because none of those things are true i don't believe your story Trisha doesn't believe your story. We don't believe that you can't afford it. We believe that you haven't gotten resourceful yet. We don't believe that you need to ask your partner's permission. We believe that you need to ask you for permission and to stand behind that choice. Yeah. So what if your partner, so what? So what if your partner is uncomfortable or didn't like it? Like I do things all the time that my husband's like, I wish you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> or oh my we, we have a happy when I signed up <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second because you made that choice and you did not ask, you tried to use him as a as a reason I did you did not ultimately ask him you just did it no I jumped in head first with because I knew if I went to go ask him he would be like no what are you doing like he would say no for a house we're saving for retirement why would you want to spend this amount of money like it's it was a substantial amount I'm going to tell my listeners just so they know uh, your rate is $5,000 when I signed on with you, but I'm in Canada. So I ended up spending $7,800 on your coaching yep. and on my coaching. And I've raised, and I raised my prices. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is that I didn't have that entire amount all at once, but I knew even if I went to go ask him, I would just be, that would be a cop out. So I had to yeah. jump before I was ready. I had to get in this space where I knew that the universe was going to catch me no matter what. This is what I tell my listeners all the time. It's like, you've got to leap and then that will appear. So I yes. had to live what I preach. And yeah. you um, had I to did. practice it. And, and you did, which is why you help so many people because you are a product of your product. Do you hear this? If somebody is not a product of their product, you do not want to work with them. This woman has done and is doing the work to be a product of her product. She's not asking you to do this work of healing yourself because she's just like born with this supernatural, like fully healed human. No, no, nobody is. <laughs> she has had to work and she has had to do it in like, she was so scared. And she like, she had to have a hard conversation with her husband who, by the way, tried to talk her out of not paying the next one. <laughs> yeah, he right? did. She said, no, right. It was worth the uncomfortableness in the relationship. Yeah. It was worth the but disagreement. We are so much and, closer now. And the thing yes. is we have our finances in order. We are set because by our dream built, by the way, we are talking about building our own building. Dream home by August. And this is April which is like, guys, <laughs> think about that. Like, and this isn't the first time we've seen healing have this kind of impact, right? Where yeah. this thing that we've been putting off and thinking we'll address later, later once it comes. finally gets the attention it needs, it can go quiet. Mm -hmm. It can go to sleep and you get to be alive. Yes. And if you aren't using your money to help you be more alive, what the fuck are you doing with it? Sorry, mom. But what <laughs> the fuck are you doing with it? Like, I agree. Where, where is it going? Like, honestly, ask yourself this listeners. And, and I ask this with love, but with, as Trisha knows, like my bluntness, right? Like, this is how blunt I, I am. You. If your money is not going to make you feel more alive, where is it going? Where is it going? What are you doing with it? Because your money only goes where you tell it to go yeah. every time. That's true. It only goes where you tell it to go. So if it is not going into your healing and the best version of yourself and investing in who you are and the only asset that nobody can take away from you, which is your brain 
and your heart, if your money isn't being spent on those things and you're not feeling like feeling the fulfillment of your life from how you're using your money, you're telling it to go somewhere that is not serving you. And you are in control of that. Even if you're not the one writing checks or using the debit card, that means your lack of involvement is you telling the money where to go. You're saying, oh, money, go away from me. I'm not going to have involvement. And then I am never, going to avoid come. you. It'll never want to come. because And you're never going to get what you need. No. Exactly. Yeah, it's never going to come. How much, like, think about it. Let's think about it. You started dealing with your own money mindset and trauma and drama. And then how much money started coming to you? Oh my God. I've 10 X'd my business from last year. And we are. In and what about, what about your uh, husband's income too? What have you seen over there? Oh my God. It, <laughs> we actually um, doubled. We actually doubled, actually doubled. And then another 10% on top of that, by the way, <laughs> since yeah. I've last talked to you. And I'm sorry, don't you have children that you have to care for mm, yes, and a house that you live in and oh do you still have bills I think you do so yes, all of that I mean amazing that this person who has all the normal person things and normal financial responsibilities has more money coming yeah. by spending money on yeah. herself because I invested and, in my own mental and emotional well-being yeah and that inspired your husband you investing in you and not backing down from that decision, what happened there? Am I allowed to share? That might be too personal. You may have to cut that part. But like, <laughs> I know that it incurred, like you already said, like that increased your relationship together. Like the we thing are, that you thought was gonna drive you apart ended up bringing you together. So much more stronger than I could have ever have imagined because we've actually popped a bubble, that a silent bubble that I, we didn't even realize was there because money was kind of falling apart and we weren't talking about it. We weren't paying attention to it. It was kind of just something that was there, but now it's at the forefront of our minds and we've organized it in such a way that it's working for us and we don't even have to think about it anymore. So that Nicole, I am so grateful for, thank you. <laughs> you did the work on that. That wasn't me. I was just yeah. here. I was just That's a safe true. space, but you like, that was your own healing. Like you inspired that healing. You inspired that mindfulness by saying, I am going to get my result. And my result that I want is to use money differently in my life, to not be mm -hmm. so and it was a slight back. It really wasn't very much different from yeah. what I was handling it now, but it's just those little tweaks that turn the dial here, set the dial, they're different. Mm -hmm. And, and that's all it took. And it wasn't that hard after all. It really wasn't. No. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much oh. for reminding me of all the success that I've had. <laughs> you that... are so successful. <laughs> thank you. You are so thank successful. You, thank, you, thank you. Yes. And I don't have to like, listen, people, I'm not a nice person. Like I don't have to <laughs> She's tell really her these things. Like I feel zero like obligation to say these things out loud unless I truly actually think them. Yeah. She so will call she... you out on your shit. That's for sure. <laughs> But she, like, you are successful. You are doing the hard work. You really can help everyone yeah. listening to you. Yeah. Like, if you guys are even remotely, like, don't listen to your doubt. I encourage you, I encourage you listeners, don't listen to your doubt. Your doubt, who wants that to be their guiding light anyway? Like, who wants yeah. doubt to be the thing that they're listening to all the time? Instead, turn the volume down on that voice and tune in to that small one that it's just so tiny but it's in there and it's saying help me help me and this is how like you already know who to go to who yeah. your catalyst is gonna be and honestly if you're listening to this podcast you probably have a good idea that it should be Trisha <laughs> Thank you. I'm just saying I'm saying it out loud like I'm just gonna say it out yeah. loud because sometimes we do need a permission slip yeah, and this is your so pernition slip from a person who loves money. I deal with money every single day. I love it. I love making it. I love spending it. I love teaching other people to make it and spend it and how to increase it and, and just reset around it. There is no better use of your money than investing in you. Absolutely. There yeah. Isn't a better one. Totally agree on that one. So thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing 
all of your stories and wisdom and, you know, helping me and, you know, shining my, helping me shine my light on all of these areas in my life. And it's only growing from there. So um, is there anything else, last tips that you wanted to share with the listeners while you have the floor? Availability versus unavailability of money is always going to bubble up questions for you as a person. The availability or unavailability of this tool that we call money always calls into question our desire versus what it's worth. And I encourage you, don't allow the availability or the inavailability, the seemingly inavailability of money to ever be the determining factor in increasing your worth and fulfilling your desire because you can literally make money. It grows, guys, it's paper. It grows on trees. Money grows on trees. It is made (laughs) from paper. It is literally everywhere. You are the deciding factor. Always, 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 always look to you for the answer and what to do next not your bank account, because your bank account is a reflection, not, not the deciding criteria. So if you invest in you and you do what is right for you, your bank account will be filled based on that. It will fill up based on that because happy people, thriving people, people that are all in on themselves, so weird they make more money. Weird. It's crazy how that happens, so weird. right? It's so crazy. <laughs> well, Nicole, it's so crazy. thank you so much for everything today. And um, yeah, I just want to, I, I'm excited. I, you know, I feel like there's so much more to come from this. Maybe we should do another episode in some other time. Just putting see it out the there. Listeners, see if the <laughs> listeners like it. If they like it, then yes, we'll definitely do it again. If this for was sure. valuable, then we would love that. Love it. All right. Well, you have yourself an amazing day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and letting me be a part of your journey. Please be sure to click subscribe and leave a review so you can help this podcast grow. If you connected with this message, feel free to share it. I hope that your journey is an exciting one filled with passion and joy from here on out. Much love.